Whose birthday it is? Gerber. Mussolini. Mussolini. No, Ringo Starr. That's right. And uh, Pine Top Perkins, uh, if he were alive, would be like 104 years old because he and I had the same birthday too. And you, as Joe mentioned, yeah. Yeah, and you know how old I am? Hmm. I, I, I do, see. but I'm, I'll give you a hint. Oh, it's well, a I know it. Beatles I know song. <laughs> 64? 64. Yeah. And, and, and I'm happy to report that Lisa is still feeding me, and she still needs me. Wow. Nice. You are a young 64. I, I, I thought of you as kind of an old 54, but at 64, I mean, you're young. You're, you're, you're a vital dude. Okay, the part of me that doesn't know how to take a compliment wants to know, why was I old at 54? <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, I saw you more at 54, but I always thought of you as more my like dad than brother, I guess. Oh. But now, I, I talk to you and I listen to you and I hear the thoughts you're thinking at 64. I think you're a pretty darn young man. You yeah, know? and pretty soon I'll be wearing a diaper. I'll feel even younger. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know what else, by the way, his birthday is today? Not a, not a person, but a thing that I'm sure influenced every one of our lives. Uh, also born on July 7th. The American Top 40 celebrates its 50th anniversary today. Casey Kasem spun his first uh, record on the American Top 40 50 years ago. I saw that. I, I saw, uh, by the way, Casey Kasem and Walt Disney are having a party to celebrate. They're, they don't need to wear masks because they're both dead. But yeah, <laughs> they're gonna well, Casey hang out. Casey. He's frozen. Isn't, isn't Casey? Here's frozen? a little song about Bob is gonna go to hell <laughs> right after that. No, wasn't Casey Kasem? Didn't his widow like hold his body for months? Casey wow. Kasem is in a grave in Norway right now, and oh. nobody knows why. He's never once been to Norway in his life. So she had he, something to do with. It. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, it came to a battle, and we were still on the air, and actually this was kind of in our neighborhood because for a while he was over on the peninsula I remember. in a retirement center, and his body was over there in Silverdale or somewhere. Uh -huh. And the uh, the daughter wanted to bring him to L.A. to bury him, where obviously he spent the vast majority of his life and, and all his uh, fans uh -huh. and family are. And the wife, which is not the mom of the daughter, decided that he needed to, that Casey said his last rights were to be buried in Israel. And the daughter said he's never even been to Israel. Why would he want to be buried in Israel? I assume he's Jewish. I don't even know that for sure, but I think that was kind of the argument she was I, making. I, I'm going by the extreme dark hair and the nose, but I don't know either, really. Yeah, See, I yeah, think, I don't I think it's all those I think it's all old mortar holes make burying very inexpensive in Israel. There's just holes well, everywhere. Well, cheap. somehow you just drop them got... in one of those holes. Yeah, yeah. I thought so I had a tasteless joke, but I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> so, so uh, they they flew him. Yes. They flew him, I believe, from here 
to Montreal, and he sat in Montreal, Canada, for like a long time. You know a lot about this. Well, I just say the same thing, man. This is weird. (laughs) I just happened to see the. It is my birthday too, but go ahead, keep talking about (laughs) this. I just saw the Dateline, and it reminded me of all this crazy stuff. So he sat in Montreal a long time while they battled about getting him to Israel or not, and then somehow she decided. Norway is the place to be. And she took him to Norway with only her and like her daughter or whatever. Uh, Probably on a a private jet, right? Oh, yeah, with a big film crew. And they filmed his burial in Norway and made a big deal out of it. And she was going to like make a reality show out of it or something. And uh, so he is sitting there in Norway now. The Mm. daughter is still trying to get it so he can come home and be buried in All right, there uh, is no he to come home at this point even even the most optimistic religion says that you leave the body and you leave behind an empty shell so there's not a he to come home there's just families to fight with each other yeah and that's what the daughter says is he's with me every day here in spirit and everything and she's even started a non-profit for spousal abuse she doesn't want this to happen to somebody else they said the wife did not give him good care near the end of his life i heard that too yeah he could have gotten at least a couple mm. more years. Uh, now, I don't know what quality, but uh, the daughter thinks that, uh, that she shortened his life. And they sued and countersued. And they did finally settle all this stuff out of uh, court, I think. But it, the bottom line is he's sitting in Norway. And mm. he doesn't know anybody and nobody. There's not a, a Norwegian minute. guy Again, around. He's then. not sitting in Norway. And he's not there to know anybody. <laughs> right. But, oh. I mean, how many yeah. Norwegians have you said, did you know? that man 50 years ago today started a a legendary thing called the american top 40 yeah he actually i believe he did he start it was he the first uh he was off for a while shadow stevens did it and then they brought him back and then of course um the uh, american idol guy what's his name secret ryan Ryan seacrest of uh, kelly and ryan fame now is, is still hosting it to this day yeah, I think while all of America talk about Ryan Seacrest, ju- you know why? Yeah, he's because still you know, alive. He's alive, and <laughs> while we are all, everybody's looking for a job. It's and Ryan has them all. That guy's yeah, got like yeah. eight jobs. I he mean, does. he's got two. He's got too many. Well, and I, I don't know how. Uh, I will say this: when Ryan Seacrest first started in Los Angeles, he was extremely unpopular, and uh, and even when he was hosting. Um, what is it called? Um, American Idol, right? American Idol. First. He yeah. was considered unpopular. He, I mean, he didn't really contribute anything. And then, you know, he just, but he had the face, the looks, the contracts. Dick Clark did a deal with him for Rockin' New Year's Eve. Uh, and and now, but I, I watch him on uh, Kelly and Ryan. He's, he's good now. Well, 20 oh, years of practice yeah he's great and i don't know if you guys remember the first time at least the first time i ever met him or came across him and i don't know if you were in the same room or not but mm-hmm. uh it was i believe in atlanta a, a radio convention and and he stands up and he, he first of all in radio conventions you got guys that talk like there would be talking to you at a dinner table and then you guys guys that talk like they would be talking to you on the radio they get up there with their radio voice what do you mean joe exactly yeah. <laughs> and and he was one of them he gets yeah. up there and goes i'm ryan seacrest from the wave in charlotte and i go 
Seacrest Wave. Now that is the phoniest radio name I've ever heard. Yeah, if you're, you thought he was a phony be, at the time. Oh, oh, every I wasn't the only one. Everybody's looking around and laughing out of their breath, going, yeah. "Who is this guy?" But but as it turns out, obviously he made more money than I, everybody in that room put together. So, so uh, he, I have one quick funny Ryan Seacrest story, but then let's 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 get back to the present time. Okay. So. Um, and I'm not pulling birthday rank or anything. I'm not going to ask you to give me a birthday present. But uh, three years ago, two years ago, I was in New York. Um, I had lost the Radio Hall of Fame nomination I had to a guy named, uh, oh, he's from Chicago. Brandmeier? Uh Jonathan Brandmar. Thank you. And I, That's I, who I voted for, so I remembered. Thank you. <laughs> I love Johnny this. B. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> ah, I only have one expletive, and I'm not going to waste it on this. So, but I was in New York because I wanted to go to the ceremony and see what it was like. And, uh, and I actually thought Jonathan Brandmeier absolutely should win uh, because he's Jonathan Brandmeier in Chicago. Uh, so I went, and a half hour before heading to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame dinner, I got ready to get dressed. Now, all three of us are not snappy dressers, generally speaking. Spike, I think, holds it maybe the best, but when it comes to putting on a tuxedo, you know, and going to a formal event, I don't know about you guys, but it's the last thing I ever want to do. And somebody has to be getting married or dying, generally, for that to happen. But this was, you know, black tie, so uh, I had dragged stuff out of the closet that I thought would fit me and brought it to New York. And I'm sitting in a Holiday Inn in Times Square, and I whip it out, and I go, uh-oh. It was 30 minutes before I had to get a cab to get there on time, and there were no pants. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, today you'd be fine because it'd be a Zoom event and you'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Be well, that's, that could happen this year, but hang on. But so I, I, I thought, there's no pants. And I looked at the jeans with the black sport coat and I went, yeah, to a station party I could wear that. But if I'm the only guy with jeans, yeah, it's going to be terrible. So I'm in New York City and I'm thinking, it's New York. You can get anything you want. In New York or L.A. 24-7, probably even in Seattle now with all the apps that will bring you stuff. Yeah. So I Google, and I'm six blocks from Macy's. And you know the Macy's, Joe, because it's right near where you have that high school uh, oh, convention. Oh, yeah. yeah. Biggest Macy's in the world, as our president loves to remind everybody, and it is. It's it huge. is. And the, and the Macy's Day Parade, coincidentally, goes right by it. You bet. Just right a quick plug the, for that. Joe, Joe's mm-hmm. band played there. Oh, yeah. So I think, do I have time to run to Macy's, grab some black pants, hop in an Uber and get there? And I thought, only if everything goes just perfectly. So I quickly, did I have my jeans, which, and I brought a bag that I could stick my jeans in. And I also don't want to be too sweaty. Because isn't that in every hangover comedy movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy's just trying to get there. He barely gets there, and he looked like he's, he's been through a wind tunnel <clears throat> and a rainstorm. So 
I run into Macy's. It's the biggest Macy's in the world, as you said. And I'm like, pants. I mean, just look at somebody. I go, pants. I need pants. <laughs> <laughs> they look at me like, take take some time. Enjoy the Macy's. I'm like, no, I need pants. I need pants now. And they must have thought I maybe pooped myself or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up the escalator and I go to a floor that has pants on it and I walk out and instantly a salesman is on me. It's been a while since I've been to any, you know, shopping for any, like salesmen don't jump on you at Walmart or Target. No, that's, that's store security. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy comes up, may I help you? And I said, I'm looking for just a pair of black pants. I, I left them at home and I got to get a pair of black pants for this function. And he goes, well, we have some stuff over here. And he shows me a pair of pants. I swear to God, it's like $600. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I, I, I said, I'm seriously, I, I could go to Goodwill, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> I just need black pants. And he was like, give me your price point right, right there. <laughs> so he rolls his eyes. It gives me that Dr. Smith. Uh, and, and he says, up at the top floor in the, you know, remnants or whatever he calls it, you know, the, the cash and carry. No yeah. salespeople will help you there. I'm like, that's fine. Just send me to the cheapest rack. So I run upstairs to the top floor. And I'm running all around. And there's, here's that thing. There's pants everywhere. And, but I can't find what I'm looking for. And here I am, you know, I'm like, why am I even going to this thing? I didn't win. I'm just going because I love radio and I'm respecting the guy who did win and I live close enough. So I'm running around, I'm running around. And the next thing I see is Ryan Seacrest's big face on a huge picture on the wall. Need cheap pants? Question mark? (laughs) No, it didn't say that. You know what it was? (laughs) What? It was the Ryan Seacrest formal wear collection. Collection. And so I'm standing next to a rack with Ryan Seacrest branded pants. And I was like, I would not buy these pants if they were free. (laughs) Actually, I would have. But I I thought, this guy has his own section in Macy's. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just... To stand there and say, here's another contestant on America's Got Talent or whatever. Um, and I was a little jealous for a second, but then I, I you know, said, I got to move on. And I finally, I found the discount rack. And for an exorbitant, you know, 40 or 50 bucks, I found something that would do the job. And uh, I put them on. And I had to walk by Ryan Seacrest one more time. This is a walk of shame for me, actually. <laughs> And the big picture rolls its big paper eyes. Yeah, and I went to that event uh, just just because uh, just because I love radio and all these people that knew me thirty forty years ago from ABC when we uh, syndicated Twisted Tunes and all kinds of stuff were all very nice, and I had a good time. <clears throat> but uh, uh, that whole experience reminded me that basically I'm a loser. And 
<laughs> no, I no, am. I am. Only in your own mind. Yes. Only in your own mind. Well, is there any other place to be a loser? <laughs> oh, yeah. Trust me. Oh, yeah. You could ask the president. He's a loser in lots of minds. <clears throat> but he's a winner in lots of minds, too. On his own mind, he's not a loser. I mean, Absolutely. he's got that he's got that confidence thing down yeah. really well. I so mean, anyway, that's the Ryan Seacrest story. Uh, God bless Ryan Seacrest. Now I watch him uh, as a retired guy for a little bit of time every morning with my wife. And, um, you know, I look at him and I go, that looks like fun for somebody else. So... <laughs> Yeah, it, he's on the treadmill and running faster than anybody. Ah. The th thing about Ryan is uh, he really doesn't have to do a lot of thinking. What he has to do is a lot of showing up. I mean, he has, in fact, I almost applied one time. He needed liner writers because he has no time to do a radio show. Right, he has to just read from a card. Right, he'll read yeah. he'll read whatever you put in front of him yeah. and that's you know, he's he does that on most of his jobs, but he yeah. does it really well. I mean you gotta by the way gotta hand it to the guy. Quick aside. That whole story I just told you, I read it from a card. No, oh, well, <laughs> I had written it down weeks work. ago. <laughs> a lot of work into that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, how are a couple of things? For, we'll ask you how you guys are, but first, quickly, thank you, 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 thank you to all our Patreon supporters who have signed up within the last week for Bob Spike and Joe. And uh, a couple have started to email me saying, when is the Zoom call? Because we're going to have a special Zoom call for Patreon supporters. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you guys when you want to do it, because I think we should announce it now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am thinking that we record on Mondays and Wednesdays for a Tuesday and Thursday broadcast. I'm thinking it would be fun to do it on Monday the 13th, right after we record, which would be somewhere around 6.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Monday the 13th. Does that work right after we record? Uh, as far as far as I know, yeah, I was thinking we do like a happy hour on a on a Friday or something when we can. Well, I know you guys don't drink, but uh, I and not that I drink a lot, but yeah. if it's going to be a social time, I guess we could always uh, do it at six thirty. Then, I mean, anything's good with me. So okay, I'm not. A, well, the reason I'm thinking of Monday the thirteenth because I actually want to prepare a little bit of stuff for it, uh, a few things to show people. Uh, I got. I got this fancy video switcher that will allow me to actually play some clips. And also because it gives us this week to promote it. Because one of the things I worry about is I wonder how many people will show up. I think we have, how many Patreons do we have now? 30 or 40 or something like that? Uh, let's see. I can tell you, can you look it exactly up. here pretty quick. And, and, and if only four of them have time, that's going to be embarrassing. So I want to give it a little hype. We have uh, <laughs> 56 Patreons. Yeah. Um, oh, 56. Uh, well, and I think I think a couple of them might be for Bob, you. Uh, the Bob and Zipcast has uh, yeah. had four as of the other One, day. Two. Yeah, so I think we have 52 and you okay. guys have four. So That's awesome. You can see how needy my other podcast is. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, the Bob, Spike, and Joe is the money shot, of course. Uh, but if you enjoy listening to me and are willing to try it, 
uh, you know, Zip and Ed are pretty funny sometimes. I bet. I, I've never worked with Zip, but Ed is, man, he's the master of he's, uh, he's awesome. voices, and he's a great guy. But I'm not asking you to, you know, donate money to that show because, you know, I really want all money to go to Spike and Joe's mother <laughs> and Twisted yeah. Tunes. Well, I got a new I got a new people that need money that will make this thing explode. I'm telling you. Okay, so quickly, uh, if you guys agree, because I just want that time to prepare it right, and we need to announce something. Monday the 13th at 6:30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it has the added benefit of we get to do it on the same night we record. Uh, and we have clips of it that we could maybe sprinkle into the podcast for the following Thursday, the 16th. Yeah, that should be fine with me. I'm okay. still threatening to go to North Dakota, but I'm not going to get out of here that quick. I really Now, are you going to go somewhere in the trip. Black Hills of North Dakota where there's a big uh, carving with lots of presidents? Is that where you're headed? Well, that's South Dakota, and, and oh. I, I don't know if I would be driving by that or not. Probably not. I'm I'm flirting with the idea. I've got mine at North Dakota on my brain. Right. And, uh, and a lot of people have emailed me and said, you know, if you want to see America uh, at its uh, most uh, conservative and also at its, you know, the way it was. Minot is a great place to go. Yeah. They're, and they're, are they're, they not wearing masks and having outdoor baseball and having a blast? They're having outdoor baseball with, like, human wheelbarrow racing where one guy's the wheelbarrow and the other guy grabs him by the legs. I mean, they're, okay. they're, they're, they're not doing any social distancing. They're having all-you-can-eat pizza parties. They're having, right. you know. So you uh, converted to Republican sometime between last week and this week then? Because no, you, no. I'm uh, just, uh, if the scene changes, I would not go. But right now, when you look on a big map, and you see uh, Florida, maybe not such a good time to sure. vacation there. Uh, Southern California, maybe not. North Dakota, that's one of the places where the, it's not really uh, spreading. Now, you know that may change in a week, and yes. my, my, my mind on this may change. may change the minute you get there. That's true. Okay. That's true. But you you're may willing drive, to take right? that risk. Well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, what kind of risks are we willing to take yeah. and which ones make sense? And I have these debates with lots of people. I, I'll um, bet. And, and by the way, I think you put it very succinct, succinctly because if there is one thing that all sides could agree on is that some risks are worth it. They just can't agree on which risks are worth it. But we all do risky things every day without thinking about it. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to put me in a classroom with 30 kids? Now, that sounds pretty risky. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's uh, that sounds riskier to me than going to North Dakota and sitting outside and watching a baseball game. Well, I, I hear the thing. If you were in plexiglass entirely, the whole teacher section was in plexiglass, and the kids didn't interact with any older people, maybe. But then they're going to bring it home to their parents, who are going to give it to their grandparents anyway. Right. I mean boils down this is all about grandparents and people with pre-existing conditions but you know what i mean and the nice 41 year old broadway star that died yesterday after months in the hospital fighting for his life i mean it's about a lot of people yeah but oh man i'm gonna regret this <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say right spike 
Well, the fact that you're one of the people you're about to write off is not necessarily <laughs> breaks my heart. Here's the thing. Look, on your 64th birthday, too. You... Two, two million people croak every year, okay? And by the way, in case you think I'm joining you as a new Republican, I'm, I'm not. I'm still independent. But two million people croak every year. And, and it turns out this thing mostly kills. And by mostly, I mean it starts to look like the flu when you get to younger numbers. So if a Broadway actor had died of the flu, it would be a footnote in the news. Uh, but because it's COVID-19, it's, you know, it's got a lot of Facebook likes right now. And, um, it, you know, we're, we're just not, we're not putting stuff into perspective. You know what I'm saying? Not exactly. I mean, if you want to put things in, yeah, if you want to put things in perspective, look at well, the mayor of Atlanta has coronavirus as of today. Yes. I mean, there's there there the uh, the uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend has it as of yet two days ago, yes. and they're all younger people. They're all yes. Oh, young the, people get a cold all the time. Uh, it's in a cold. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the governor of South Dakota with her take leave your masks sure. at home and hug a stranger night to have it because she was hugging on a sure the old sure, sure 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 sure. But here's the point: like Joe wants to go to mine it because he's been cooped up and he wants to go somewhere where he thinks his risks are low. That means he's willing to get it. He's just not willing to stand in front of a firing squad where he's definitely going to get it. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, I'm. Am I more? But I'm. I'm not willing to get it. I am willing. I don't want to. I mean, I just went and had a wonderful lunch today at a nice open air cafe. I'm. And some people say that is the craziest thing you could be doing outside. I, that yes, outside. Now, that's outside the is kind the, of, is one of the safest things. Did you have a mask on except when you were eating? Yes, I uh, right. sat down with a mask and, and had the mask on the most of the time. Yeah. The, the, the deal is, is me going to Minot, North Dakota by myself, uh, doing my best to keep my distance from people, increase my chances of getting it more than me being in Washington State where the right. numbers are on the rise. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You, you might think you're going somewhere safe, but... The traveling itself is where a lot of the danger occurs. You got to fill up the car. You got to grab a gas handle. You got to, you know, go to strange places. I, I, I'm pretty sure at some point during your trip, you're going to need to use a bathroom. Oh, I know. And that's Probably the part to, that scares, scares me And I have most. not gone number two out of my house since March. <laughs> now that you mentioned somebody it. has to talk about this stuff you know right. oh no, no that's no, the, we really don't that, that is the scariest part and that's yeah. probably the one thing that keeps me from being one of those people going to the bar it's like I, i'm not gonna stay more than i stay know. within a number two radius of my house the yeah. whole time yeah. i'm shopping and i feel a potential chance of that boom home now number one no problem I've perfected the art of stealth number one, which is to park a car at a certain corner of a parking lot where I can walk over to the passenger door like I'm supposedly rearranging things on the front seat and piddle. Mm. That's that's country living there. Have I you don't done think that? I could, no, I don't oh, think I Oh, come on. You could do it, it anyway. I, I mean, I've done it in my lifetime, but not yeah. in, in Bellevue, I've Washington. I've done it I right mean. out around the corner from a UPS store. I've done yeah. it in the back of McDonald's. I've done it everywhere. I've done it out fishing in, in eastern Washington yeah. or in Mississippi on some cotton patch, but uh, not I'm doing not it right in, now. Uh, <laughs> not sure. in the suburbs. Uh, 
Anyway, so, I, you know, and by the way, I'm not trying to talk you into anything. I just love examining where everybody's boundaries are. And everybody's boundaries right. are different. Well, mine is not so much what I need at some point is to truly have a little bit of a summer and to truly disconnect from everything. Uh-huh. I haven't done it in years. I yeah. mean, I have I've every summer even with my my teaching job, we broadcast seafair hydro races and stuff. So I worked all summer on that last year. This mm-hmm. year they're canceled. So my one little window of maybe actually getting away disconnecting not even thinking about sure. uh, my phone much or anything would be that late july early august window mm-hmm. and north dakota is looking like uh, uh, based on how you know things go is looking like a place to be yeah. and i would be treated well there because so where would the you voice sleep? uh that's a good question but i'm sure there's got to be hotels where I, would you I, poop I, uh <laughs> you know that's i would find okay this those are the two things i think of first Right. Well, that, the pooping part I had not thought about, but wow. I guess I would have to. Uh, <laughs> it does time sneak my, up on you. Yes, I, a rest area is kind of a scary thought. Now oh, you yeah. mentioned it, because that's like random people from all over uh, the world. They uh, do believe on. that the vapor from feces is one of the big, big uh, ways that you can catch it. The other thing, uh, twenty-nine or thirty doctors are now petitioning from all over wor- over the world petitioning the World Health Organization to declare it officially as an airborne virus because, oh, I don't know, it is. and But that would change everything. Um, and like here in the U.S., we are so gung-ho about not shutting down or going backwards in any way that we might have to rethink some of that. Yeah, and that's where I get back to. I I fear being in a small room with, you know, 30 kids rotating through every hour way more than I fear driving to North Dakota. I mean, just being in, in an enclosed space. What's the word is, on that, by the way, for, from your school? Anything yet? Uh, our school is, you know, working hard to try to have a plan but hasn't announced anything um, other than, you know, there's like basically four stages you could have, uh, basically a red an orange, a yellow, and a green. Red being all online, nobody goes to school. Orange, you go a little on down the line. Right. Oh, so there may be some hybrid thing. Right. But according to uh, the experts in Washington, D.C. today, uh, being the president, his last tweet, and to make sure everybody listened carefully, it was all in capitals. Schools must open in the fall. Three exclamation points. So... Uh, he's he's uh, bound and determined to make sure we all put ourselves out there mm. and uh, and pile into the building. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, lots of different districts doing lots of different things. Uh, nobody has announced any set thing because you kind of got to watch and see where the numbers go. Where does the virus go? What makes the most sense to me is having uh if i have a class of 40 kids having them come in 10 at a time on four different days and get in the radio studios do their thing and then spend the other time at home working on projects prepping their show doing production and you know that sort of thing for my personal class that's the the way i would see it making the most sense but there's a lot to figure out and then even even if you figure out how to get back into school what happens the first time I test positive or another teacher tests positive or the lunch lady tests positive? We do just you... don't bring up your name again. That's the plan. Yeah. Well, but do, I don't remember. Do you... I don't remember me at all. Yeah, do, you, yeah. 
do you pay me? I mean, do you pay me to go sit for two weeks in quarantine? Does that count? Off oh, I of think my I do think that pay? civil servants uh, in a situation like this always get paid. So okay. how, you're how lucky about the to ones? be a civil servant at this point. Yes, and 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 me really technically, I'm probably of the group that is a compromised immune system and shouldn't be there anyway. Mm-hmm. But I I'll go if they tell me to go because that's my job and and my mission. But but how about somebody who says I don't want to teach? Are you still going to pay them? Or are you mm-hmm. going to fire them? Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So lots still to figure out. Yeah. But then you have. Lots of parents, including some that are teachers. How about my colleague that has a kindergartner? What if it's okay? Kindergartners uh, are, you know, are 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 staying home. You're going to go teach. How's that going to work? You know, or something like that. So, so. I believe the official stance of the United States now is. Uh, let me see if I've got the bumper sticker. Ride it like a cowboy. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And um, the other caveat, which I mentioned last week, but I still believe this is how it's going. Every man, every woman, for himself. That's... Uh, and in a way, that's freedom. In a way, it's very risky. But you know, we all have to take care of ourselves. And some of us will get screwed over, you know, financially, career-wise, whatever. Uh, there'll be some unemployment. Maybe, maybe it'll stay more generous than it typically is. And uh, by the way, the stock market, the stock market's loving everything lately. Have you seen? Yeah. I'm just they're, waiting they're for the can, right. While they can. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for the right spot and try to figure out. It's been so long since I bought or sold any, how to, how to get, get off of this train uh, before it hits the wall because uh, there's. Oh, you're going to, you're going to try and time the market. Well, no, I just don't want to And you're trying to time a, the virus in Minot, Minot, North, is it North or South Dakota? North. North Dakota. I, and that's one state, by the way, I've never set foot in. I've been to South Dakota plenty, but never been to North Dakota. Yeah. And okay, I'm not so, trying to time the market. I'm just seeing that, uh, you know, what comes up must come down. And it's mostly a matter of we're getting a real second chance here. We saw it all go away, and it has come back quickly. We ask ourselves, why is it coming back quickly? Protests. Uh, uh, no, I, I assume it's coming back quickly because it's the one thing that's going right for the current administration and, and throwing a few trillion dollars of extra money out there isn't hurting things. I mean, I think it's being oh, you talking about up the stock little. market or the virus. OK, the, the stock market, stock market's coming back uh, largely because the federal government just wrote blank checks to everything. Yes. Yep. Yes. And the interest rates are at a super low rate. So I think now would be a great time to set some money aside so the next time it takes a dip, then uh, then you'll have some money yeah. to invest in. So you think the stock market will crash again? I would fully expect it to, yes, uh, sometime. And I'm no, I'm no expert. But, Me neither. And, but right, look at look at October of 2008. Look at most Octobers going into an election year. I mean, hold on. Uh, Let's bring out the Bob Spike and Joe Ouija board. Spike, do you have the Ouija board set up? Yeah. All right, Joe, move your hand. I want to see which month it spells. Oh, it's going to the O. It's going no. to the C. I'm telling you, uh, octopus. No, it's going to the T. Why, it's October. 
I, I, you know, and if it lasts through October, then uh, look at like mid November. That's mm-hmm. just, I have no basis of, uh, uh, as you know, I am not a, I am not a, uh, an expert and I'm not even a guy who pays attention anymore on the, on the finances. I used to at least pretend to pay attention. We used I to call now. it the legalized gambling report. We would look right, at the stock I used market to every day. Watch yeah. the ticker every day. I don't. But I am a gambler, and by the way, <laughs> I, I I did misstate, did misstate something. I okay. think on the last podcast, I said I got two hundred to one on the Mariners to win the World Series. It was yes, just yeah, it was to win the division, right? Or this, or it's to win the West. How did you know that? Uh, because I saw you say that on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I got a preview I, of everything you're going to say on Facebook. So, so do you know how much you can get for the Mariners to win the World Series? Um, a unicorn and <laughs> what else? 300 to one. Yes. So now I have a Seriously? ticket for them to win the world series that. for 300 to one. How much and did I you have put on one, 25 bucks, 25 bucks gets you like almost eight grand. Uh, and, bucks. Yeah. And for the 200 to one, it gets you five, a little over five grand. Nice. Yeah. So, so, but cause I would have felt terrible. Imagine this, imagine, cause I thought I, I'd bought one to win the world series. Imagine if they got in as a wild card, won the world series and I got no money cause I bet them to win the division. That would have been the na- saddest story of, uh, you couldn't of, enjoy least, a wild, you couldn't enjoy a world series win cause you didn't make money on it. Is that what well, you're saying? no, no. I would be kicking myself because I thought I'd bet him to win the World Series. Uh, I didn't. I bet him to win the division. Mm. Uh, the guy who made the bet for me. So now I have to cover that. So now I'm I'm covered either way. So if they win the division and win the World Series, I make seven, eight, nine, ten, like thirteen grand on fifty bucks. Mm. Not a bad bet. Are you uh, Are you and Kelly watching any shows on Netflix or anything these days? We watch a little back. We don't watch TV together. That never ends well. I mean, it's never. Uh, we do enough uh, fussing about things without sitting there and watching wow. a show together. Okay. Well, but, there's an Adam Sandler I, movie that I really think you should see. Lisa and I okay. just saw it. Have you seen this, Spike? Which one? It's called Uncut Gems. Came out last you know, year. No, I, I tried. Um, I didn't like it. Um. I didn't either for two and a half hours. Oh, really? But it was so well done. And since Joe is a gambler, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the ending, but it might cure you of gambling for five or 10 minutes. Uh, Adam Sandler plays Howard Ratner, a degenerate gambler from New York's diamond district. And basically, he's always trying to cover bets by making more bets. Right. And no, his life is crazy. Uh, and I, and by the way, in the first 10 or 15 minutes, I was like, this thing is too, uh, it's too bouncing off the wall. I can't follow any of the characters. I don't want to really. But that was the whole point, was that his life was a, a total nut house. And uh, again, I don't want to. It's got a great ending. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give it another shot. Yeah, but you have to you have to accept that it's a piece about being uncomfortable. And I will say, gambling is one of the things because I am a degenerate uh, in some ways, probably. 
But gambling is one of the things I am not. Uh, I don't have a gambling problem. I'm not a problem gambler. No. I, I'm like you, gambling. Like if you wrote like a book, gam- it would be called the joy of gambling because you only yes, do it for fun. Yes. For twenty five bucks, I am going to get to keep something interesting for months. What kind of entertainment can you do that yes. for? You build for, up for suspense. 20, yeah. For twenty five months, I can I can keep this going. Uh, horse racing, betting two dollars. You can sit there and think uh. about a horse for half an hour yeah. what else can you do you for will half like an this hour adam sandler movie and i'll tell you why because he makes some crazy sports best bets and you i sit on the edge of my seat watching he makes the kind of bet where you have to win the tip off then you have to do this then you have to do that this person has to get injured you know a whole bunch of stuff has to happen and when you watch all that stuff happening and the excitement builds like vicariously you know, made me want to gamble, but I know I would be bad at it. My uh, buddy Mike had just sent me uh, first Houston Astros player to be hit by a pitch in the 2020 season. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it, yeah. baby. Oh, then, Joe, this I'm movie, think- I, I don't think it's for Spike because it's depressing, uh, but I think it's for you. Yeah, Martin Maldonado, I can get 40 to 1 on right now for being the first guy to get hit yeah. with a pitch. Right. Well, the Mariners have the first shot at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got to wonder how many of these the things season. are fixed, right? Yeah. I'll bet Pete Rose was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And if I was a gambler, I would tell you, I would be betting money that we won't play any baseball this year. I mean, it's really uh, still. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, I think that's why I think Minot, North Dakota, I told my uh, Max, my my uh, buddy that was my student, I said, you lucked into the only play by play baseball gig in America. And I don't even know how it happened, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that the major leagues, I mean, they're going to try to come back, but already, uh, you know, yesterday, players testing positive, today, players testing positive felix hernandez says i've seen enough i'm going home i'm not mm. gonna play i mean uh there you know you can't have you know four or five players on every team testing positive two days in and expect to have you know any kind of semblance i of think a they're gonna ride season. it like a cowboy i think look the lore <laughs> Where'd you get that uh, trump said that earlier on he said you know oh, my first inclination was to ride it like a cowboy and you know how's that mean put a quarter in enough front of the store till your mom comes out <laughs> well but here's the thing and by the way i know a lot of people who feel this way i've i've reached out to all my conservative friends uh out of a lot of curiosity because um you know one is i wonder like how can they possibly still you know not think that it's crazy out there and also how do they feel about this and most of them are like, you know, it just gets mostly, it, it, it's terrible that people die. It's terrible that it's bad, but it is a, it's a, it's a sickness. It's an illness. And it's, the, their equation is that it's worse to shut down the economy and it's worse to shut down the country. In other words, the, that expression, the pain, the cure is worse than the disease. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people who believe that. And I don't agree. Yeah, yeah. But I understand, yeah. The, the people who didn't give a crap where a half a trillion dollars went during the, uh, the the coronavirus stimulus package. Yeah, well, there's going to be all of that. And, and it was the same thing with the stimulus uh, to banks when Obama was president. That's normal government screw-ups. 
But I'm just mm-hmm. talking about in terms of us no, all, all no. being human beings on the planet <laughs> with this illness. There's some people that say, you know what, take care of yourself, be as safe as you can. But we can't shut down the world. And but now, until we shut down, at least uh, the parts where people are getting together in groups, it's not going to go away, apparently. Yeah. I, I mean, so you have to, if you want to get it under control at some point, make a mandate that, you know, everybody has to participate in this. Uh, and yeah, and this then we're is not America. getting that mandate. I, I mean, you can do that if you're a totalitarian government. And maybe if uh, President <laughs> Trump gets to be better friends with Kim Jong-il sooner, we'll get closer to that. But, well, it worked in China. It worked in uh, China. Yeah, it worked another in Germany. totalitarian it worked in, government. It, it worked in Germany. It worked in France. It worked in Spain. Well, it worked in Italy. Europe didn't do as well as some of these Asian com- countries. But and I'm I'm hip to this, Spike. You're right. You read a lot, and I agree with you. Uh, New Zealand kicked ass. Yeah. Um, Joe couldn't go. If there was a baseball game in New Zealand, Joe couldn't go. You couldn't go. Let him in. And by the way, Minot should not let you over the border to Minot either. <laughs> yeah. Well, You're there's only from a, a, a rat infested Seattle. Yeah. Well, only Montana I come from the stands, yeah, stands in between me and yeah. Minot. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. if you want to talk about, and I guess I don't know if this is risky. She's young, thank goodness. But my daughter's in Little Rock, Arkansas right now, getting ready to drive a U-Haul across the country. Think what? about uh, yeah. coming into contact with some, some people. She's going to ride that U-Haul um, like a cowboy. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Why, why is your daughter driving a U-Haul from Because she's young and it's inconsequential to her. Well, it's not inconsequential, but it's it needs to be done. She moved out last week. We're empty nesters now, uh, wow, officially. Finally, and her uh, soon-to-be roommates are moving from Arkansas, so she's going down there to help them move back. She wow. actually well, helped hold on, them hold move on. So there. Your daughter moved out, and you and Kelly are empty nesters. Yes, we are. Wow. As, for, as of like a week ago. So, so. are you dancing in the moonlight? No, we're not doing much. Uh, we're, she's oh, in come on, you know one. the lyrics to that song, right? I do, I do. Uh, uh, something, time is never right. We get it saying, on most every night. Yeah. Dancing in the moon. When that moon gets a big and bright, it's a supernatural. <laughs> you got the hot delight. tub, right? King Harvest, man. Yeah. No, Greatest. we don't have a hot tub, but I want one. I'm, I'm, I'm wishing I Now that you're not a paying $100 a swim for the pool, you should buy a hot tub. <laughs> right but yeah we're that's what we've we've kind of quarantined on that stuff a little bit i mean it's not like it's the impossibility but it's not uh, th- having this extra time on our hands has not led either one of us to think about that much and and for you mean the her, hot tub or dancing in the moonlight dancing in the moonlight yeah. and i don't blame her because i have frankly uh you know and spike's a real wake-up call for me i need to get a little better health i wouldn't blame anybody right now for not wanting to uh uh, dance with me and she is working in a covid factory so that right, me- right. leads me to think you know we, she's we've trying to protect been, you isn't she yes we've yeah. been doing pretty good distancing even in our own house i mean we uh you know uh, a hug is a very special thing uh, because we know yeah. and, and is it though, okay through that saran wrap you can still hug each other well we don't get the <laughs> saran wrap but but we don't make a habit of of it seriously because wow. she is ex- Exposed every day. She doesn't yeah. have it, and she's never tested positive. But but she is in yeah. a building where it, it lives every day, and um, you know, yeah. and uh, it's just uh, something we always oh, are thinking about. Quick so. tip for you guys: Do you have a whole house fan? 
we have a, a hybrid heating and cooling system that, okay. that so, bl blows stuff. I mean, we have great, uh, you it, know, we have great circulation. We don't have ceiling fans. How's the filtration is what I'm asking. So if you're in the same house, see, here's the thing they're finding out about COVID. Indoors is the danger zone, which is why everybody's being told to wear a mask. But even with a mask, indoors is the danger zone. Uh, I purchased one of these. It's coming in a few days. And as soon as they talk about it on the news, they'll probably be in short supply. A whole house fan lives in your attic. Okay. The highest point of the house, you have this grate. And the fan has a damper that opens up when it comes on. They used to be noisy, so they fell out of favor. But now they make them with the fan at the end of a long duct. So they're super quiet. Yep, and then they suck all the hot air out of your house. More, and, and, yes, that is part of it. But also, you crack the windows all over your house, and it completely exchanges the air in your house super quick. And it costs 10 cents an hour to run. And at night, you know that annoying uh, part of the night where it's cooled down to 68 degrees outside, but it's still 78 inside your bedroom, so you put on the air conditioner? Yes, Pop this thing on and your whole house cools down to the outside temperature. But during COVID, this gets rid of all the floating droplets. And I know you well. You've left droplets your whole life everywhere you go. I have too, right? Oh, I think and, and they've decided that pretty much everybody does, yeah. even just by breathing. Right I think now. women naturally leave less droplets, or at least they're good at looking like they don't leave them. Yeah, I, I, probably. Well, the problem with that whole plan, though, is I don't have an attic. You don't have an attic, don't you? Have a crawl space no. up there? No, I have. A, I have a, 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 the beams of my ceiling are are the top of my house. Wow, kind of weird. But you don't yeah, have yeah, you any have, crawl space anywhere in your whole a, house. You have a cathedral ceiling in your house, Joe. You don't have a whole that. house. I've been in your house. You've got I a living have, room ceiling, right? Uh, I, in my living room, the whole top is is the roof. There is no right, there's right. no fault ceiling or anything. Now there is a small hallway with a faults area, and I mean I could if I needed if I was desperate for storage, there would be a tiny bit of attic I could put a. I don't even have an access up there because right, it's literally right. just a, a few feet. So yeah, you don't need one. But uh, your house might not be good for this. I don't know. You should. Anyway, it's just a thought for anyone listening. Uh, who wants to exchange the air in their house real quick? Uh, we're not we're not having anybody over. We're not having anybody in the house. We have a porch, a screened-in porch that if it's breezy out, we can sit ten, twelve feet apart from our next door neighbors. We do that, and um, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're not traveling. We're, I, I mean, I'd love to. I want to see my grandchildren, but you know. Getting in the car and hopping from gas station to gas station and trying to, you know, go into a hotel and imagine if it's, you know, I need to shine a black light on it to see. <laughs> no, you don't. You do not <laughs> I know. Ever do that. So, ever. yeah, it's tough. But Yeah, my mom was wanting to come up, but she's decided, no, she's, uh, she's going to, uh, even though she's in the hotbed down there in Arizona, it's exploding yeah. in Tucson, but she's getting on a plane or, take, like you said, driving and all that is uh, raises your risk a lot. It's, it is yeah. kind of better to sit in one place, and that's why I may talk myself out of uh, – 
taking a trip, but it, it does seem like there's never been a better time as far as well, if you want. Uh, it, yeah, and by the way, um, we like to ride to New York City. On We have a nice train nearby, and we get a business class seat, and we get free beverages the whole way, and five hours, we get out right there in Pennsylvania Station. 29 bucks right now. To yeah. New York? To New York. One way, though, right? One way? Uh, yeah, 29 each way, yeah. 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 But I mean, I'd love to go. But what am I going to oh, do? Yeah. Well, is Amtrak's New York going to tell you to spend 14 days in quarantine when you get there? Is that one of the states you're uh, not allowed to come from? Or uh, Because I'm coming from, everybody wants people to come from Vermont. Oh, Vermont is wow. like, Vermont has the, Vermont and Wyoming have the fewest cases per capita in the country. And it's because we have very few people, of course. But um, but yeah, I, I, there were two cases today, all near Burlington. The towns I'm in, the two towns I live in, have had zero cases through the whole thing. So I, I mean, I could let my guard down and just say, eh, "It's not around here," or I could invite Joe over. I was gonna say, I'm thinking, uh, let's maybe we need to spread the word. Let's open a bed and breakfast or something. Let's the get problem some people is, up your way. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm very into science and math, and I would figure out how many times you had to use a public restroom on the way here, and you'd have to quarantine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Montana is gonna let you in, or or, or North Dakota. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you don't want to get through Idaho. It's crazy. So, all right, let's, uh, we are running up on time, and I promised my wife I wouldn't stay up too late tonight, so, and we're watching a show, uh, which uh, I do like, to, I guess I'm the only one of us binge-watching stuff, but I do like to share binge-watching, because that's how it goes with binge-watching, is people tell each other what shows they're watching. I've been getting a little more time lately, and I have actually taken a couple of your suggestions. I finally watched the... Uh, the one on Jeffrey Epstein, boy, that'll make you feel uh, feel really yeah. bad about people in general. Uh, I did watch that, so I'm curious for your, yeah. your suggestions. And now I'm going to watch the trial of that horrible woman uh, much more carefully now that I've oh, watched oh, yeah. the... Uh, you Jelaine. Know, watched the, yeah. Boy, now, you, you know her house is right around the corner from us. I saw uh, you yeah. said something about that, that she was only a few miles from you. Well, and I did see, I saw her house, and I mean, this place is, um, it's amazing, and it's on like 100 acres or something, and they said 159 she spent, acres. She spent a million dollars on that's that, right. and I'm like, that's, my house is worth that much, I, I could trade my house for one of those, and it's a little old house with and no- And you know what else in New Hampshire? No sales tax. Wow! Anything, Amazon packages, everything, no sales tax. That sounds uh, not our I'm house ready to move right now. But so that's our amazing. house was much, much less than that. Just a little more than half. Our house is worth much less than your house. Thirty-eight acres. Uh, My house doesn't even have an attic. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you can't even a, fit a whole house fan in there. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a ti- it's not tiny, but it's it's a built nineteen sixty. Yes. Split level, nothing fancy at all, and it's probably worth a million bucks or yeah. close uh, to it. I looked at. Did you look at her listing on Redfin? No, but I saw it on the news, an aerial view, and I oh, said, "This can't listing. be a million dollar house." I'll is text that, you is, the listing. It's on Redfin. Oh, it, she has it up for sale. No, 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 no. It was. It's just Redfin has a record of every property that's been mm. sold. It has the sale price uh, and massively spectacular photos. 
it's a beautiful estate and uh, very I believe, it's less than, I believe it's less than 13 years old, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I laughed at that. laid laid in the grass <laughs> no, for that No, but one. that was very, that is, you know what? <laughs> that is very subtle. I loved it. Thank I you very loved much. that. And no, so what no, you, no actual homes were harmed in the making of that joke. So what are you watching now that uh, uh, okay. I got you off track? But, so, uh, but I am open to suggestions now. We finished the, the drama about the Middle Eastern 20-something called Rami, R-A-M-Y, mm -hmm. and it's a comedian named Rami Youssef. I'll bet you we had him on the show at some point, probably. Hmm. Uh, anyway, he's the genius of that. Kind of like girls was that girl, um, what's her name? She was super hot for a while. The HBO show Girls. Girls. I, I, I know who you mean. Um, Leah, Leah Dunham? L Lena Dunham, right. yes. Yeah. Lena Dunham, yeah. And uh, Seinfeld was this comedian who had a show. So it's the same kind of thing in that uh, Rami Youssef wrote and directed this show about a character named Rami, who's uh, an Islamic kid who's just confronted with all the rules. You know, drinking, no sex before marriage, except... Everybody drinks and has sex before marriage. And so he goes to Egypt to try and find his soul. And everybody in Egypt has sex before marriage. <laughs> it's just, I'm only giving away a little bit. But his parents are like Archie and Edith, only Islamic style. And um, it's just a really, uh, at first I was very uncomfortable because, you know, it's about Muslims. And I've, I feel like an outsider, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, it ends with a cliffhanger in the second season, and there might be a third season. So there's that one. But uh, Lisa and I uh, just started a drama that's totally not aimed at our demographic. And we're doing more of that these days. Uh, we watch cartoons. I mean, we, you know, we just the joy of experiencing almost nostalgia of being a different age. So this show. Uh, let's see, is it on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. It's called White Lines. And it's about what, if you think back several decades, what you might have thought White Lines would be about. Only it's a woman whose brother disappeared 20 years ago. And suddenly his body turns up. And she went through all kinds of therapy and depression and all kinds of stuff for all that 20 years oh i, I saw the trailer for this on netflix yeah. and she ha goes to ibiza which is like um you know a spanish cancun is best way i can describe it it's a it's a beachy island off the coast of spain with lots of nightclubs and lots of drinking and lots of drugs and she embeds herself in there to meet all the people who knew him and try and figure out who killed him and um, it's, you know, it's popcorny. Uh, and I will warn you, there's all sorts of hot, young, nude bodies in it. And that sort of thing turns you off, Joe. Uh, it's not that it's a turn off. It's not something uh, it's going to be uh, critical to yeah. my and watching. When, or and when I watching. say young, uh, I, I have to say 25, not Jeffrey Epstein young, but right. you know, I mean, it, what it is, is like during those hottest years of your life, when you were dancing, partying, having a great time and no care in the world, 
at these nightclubs. And then um, and meanwhile, there's all kinds of a seedy underbelly to it and uh, lots of cocaine, and lots of danger. And so we're halfway through it now. Why not? Yeah. Okay, anybody good. in it? I, anybody, anybody noteworthy in it? Or? Uh, no, no. Okay, no. good. Just lots better. of anonymous people. Uh, and again, we wouldn't typically watch something like this, but we're plowing through all of Netflix while we're not doing any traveling. So there's that. Yeah, I'm still a little in the news, watching a little too much news, but then I am breaking away and watching some series like That's the good. Epstein yeah. thing and the Michael Jordan thing. Uh, by the way, uh, I know we don't want to do a ton of news stories, but breaking news, Colin Kaepernick just signed today. Did you hear about that? With Disney. With Disney, speaking of making some great uh, future television, he can't get a deal as a quarterback, but he's going to make a ton working for Disney. What's he going to make? Is it like some well, football movie start, with Goofy and Mickey? They'll start with, <laughs> Space I'm sure, three. Uh, the, the Michael Jordan thing was amazing. And whether you're a basketball fan or not, I would highly recommend watching that. It was a, a documentary uh, that ESPN rolled out. And, and they want to do more of that. So they've basically signed... Kaepernick for the rights to his story and also to develop all kinds of, you know, all ages and and, uh, uh, and things uh, to, uh, you know, bring awareness to uh, racial equality. And uh, it's it's uh, on a lot of levels. I think it's a it's a big win for for Disney. And yeah. I'm sure he got a pretty fat deal and, and he's not going to have to get chased or get hit by anybody. Yeah, so. I think that's great. Good for him. Uh, and uh, some of the other stories you sent over, we should we should scream through these just because they're uh, certainly interesting. Charlie Daniels passed away, and um, Country Music Hall of Fame dude brought country to classic rock. I mean, he he made inroads into um, crossover. His hits crossed over to the top forty. Right. Yeah. And speaking of the 4th of July, Charlie said it real well uh, a few years ago. Uh, he said, I'm playing with the Rolling Stones in Memphis, and then I'm getting on a plane, and I'm going to Willie Nelson's picnic to play. And that's the kind of kind of career he had. He really mm. broke the barrier between rock and country, along with Willie. And then you notice, uh, like I saw Charlie Daniels with Willie Nelson in 1976 at the Paramount. Uh, Charlie opened for Willie. Mm. And you notice now... As they got older, because I was a uber fan of both, they did kind of take a left and a right. The road forked, and Char uh, Willie went left, and Charlie went way far to the right. He, uh, as he got older, he got a little more conservative and oh, sure. uh, and uh, and a little more outspoken politically. But but yeah, what a what a guy, and what a great uh, legacy of music, and uh, passed away at eighty three today. All right, the other uh, story of note involving sports is that former Seattle Mariner and Cy Young winner Felix Hernandez says he will not play in 2020. Yeah. So he had been signed with the Atlanta Braves. He was going to try and revive his career, but, you know, uh, he's only 34. So he's old in baseball, right? Yeah. And in COVID years. I mean, it's like one of these 24-year-olds is going to give me COVID. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he, yeah. he, went to, he went to work twice and both times – other players tested positive. He says, I've seen enough. I'm, yeah, he's worried about his family off. members, which I think is very admirable. Plus, 
He probably already has. He's a Cy Young winner, so he already has the dough, right? He doesn't need it. Oh, yeah. He's not doing it for the money. I think he's making probably the minimum for Atlanta. He made most of his money with right. the Mariners. So All right. And uh, the mayor of Atlanta, as you mentioned, has just tested positive. And, uh, you know, um, let's see what she says. Keisha Lance Bottoms, one of the top prospects to be the presumptive Democratic presidential uh, vice presidential nominee of Joe Biden, has tested positive. It's literally hit home, she said. She and her husband, both positive. They decided to get tested because her husband was sleeping more than normal. So they must not have had bad uh, symptoms. Not yet, no. And yeah, well, one of, one of the symptoms is a lack of energy. Yeah. You know? I could have it every other week. So uh, I should mention, by the way, real good news. Uh, our dear friend Chuck Opperman, who was on with us a week ago and then entered the intensive care uh, intensive care unit in, in his hospital in Florida, for a couple of days, you didn't hear much from him, just from Anthea and Shirley. And then in the last two days, he's back online and he's improving. So, and I read he gets to go home. He's still going to be yeah, obviously taking it easy. Mm. It's going to be on oxygen, but he's going to be checking out today. Uh, so I thought I saw a picture they, of him uh, leaving the hospital. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that, is, that yet, but I, I haven't yeah. looked for several hours. So yeah, he goes home on my birthday. That's awesome. That is, yeah. So that is a blessing for sure because right. you just never know how it's going to go. Well, it makes me happier because he was my, you know, he was my biggest concern as a dearest friend. I mean, he brought it home. And as he went in, you know, and first he was kind of jovial when he was on with us. He was fighting it. He was making people aware that you can get it easily. He was, you know, doing the whole public service thing. And then and then it's like, oops, ICU, blood oxygen below 90. And I was like, oh, no. And... um you know, just freaking out. And he's in he Florida, which is, you know, that's that's enough to make anybody depressed, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. right now, I mean, it's a 20000 a day kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, there, it's just, it's out of hand uh, down there and in Georgia. I, in Charlie's memory, I still kind of like, although there's no way to make it funny, but the COVID went down to Georgia is a, is a, is a <laughs> I thought of that, is too. A song. I thought it, it's too. A, because uh, it's bad down there. In fact, so bad they're calling out the National Charlie Guard. Charlie didn't die of well. COVID, though, right? No, no. he died of a, a stroke, I believe, okay. and he was 83. Yeah. So uh, he. Uh, you say 83 a, like it's old. By the way, now that I'm a Beatles song. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, when you've lived Charlie's life, I mean, yeah. just uh, yeah. uh, he, he had himself a, a, a real good time for a real long time. So. Every day is a blessing. All right. So yeah, uh, should have gone with go. the weed and the liberals because <laughs> Willie's alive yeah. and kicking. All right, before we go, quickly, um, you had mentioned in an email to me and Spike that Pedro and Luciana might be interested in working with us on the podcast now that they're no longer on terrestrial radio. Is that correct? Yes, that is very correct. I uh, went out with them Friday to an outdoor uh, place to eat and drink and mm -hmm. saluted them being Americans. And Were you and at NASCAR? I got, 
uh, at Dino's Pub. That's who, uh, we were at Dino's Pub, and uh, uh, and I we had a long talk about a lot of things, and and uh, I'm I could keep uh, especially Luciana busy for the rest of her life. I got about five things uh, that uh, we could do. That would be great. And one thing we are going to do, Luciana and I are going to help advise a, a group in Kent that uh, uh, takes kids that really don't have much to be excited about. We're going to get them excited about broadcasting. It's wow. a it's a it's a, a nonprofit down in Kent that Luciana and I are going to start working nice. together on. Yeah. But uh, uh, I told them several scenarios, and one was. Um, this is a perfect time to come and join our podcast. Yes. We uh, we could use some guests, which Luciana is wonderful at booking. Mm-hmm. We could use uh, some promotion and uh, some people to maintain our Patreons and, and yeah. make sure they feel like that they're uh, they're being kept in good communication. We could use some people to help produce. Uh, we could use an extra joke now and then, and Pedro excels in all those. So they basically said count us in now they want to be counted in for uh you know a a cut which i think is more than fair because after talking to pedro he he is feeling spike you know this feeling bob i don't think you know it because you've you're such a nice guy you would never feel badly but i'm sorry is this joe bryant what happened to joe bryant well, and, and and this is I've I've known this feeling. Spike yeah. and I are both talking very openly about it. You, okay. I don't think you hold I don't think you hold animosity as much. I don't think I don't want to use the bitter word, but maybe it, I will. But I think Pedro would like to show terrestrial radio that maybe you know. Oh, oh bitterness! He, he, yeah, he's, yeah, 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 he's he he would like to uh, put his mark on something else, and I think yeah. that this this Podcast, particular he could help out a lot. Yeah. He could help out a ton. Yeah, he's and, good. Uh, but yeah, he's the best. And that's why I was kind of surprised that he's even available because he grew the last place he was at. He yeah. grew numbers that were in the millions that, that were amazing for that company. Yep, and, yep. Uh, and then they really uh, didn't get basically, much. Yeah, well, it's it's terrestrial radio. I mean, it's, right. they have to cut. They don't have a so, choice. So they said, we're in if, if we want them, and it's just a matter of you giving them a call and uh, nice. uh, getting them signed up, and I think it would be huge. And then also, Luciana and I, I'm going to figure out how to start a translator school, and we're going to get a nice. bunch of kids speaking Spanish and getting translator jobs, and then I'm going to start a real estate company. You're not going to let your high school radio station go entirely Spanish, though, are you? Oh, no, yeah. but, but I will. What I am going to do is with these kids in Kent, they don't yeah. know it yet, but but uh, I am going to long term. These are the kind of kids who a lot of their parents are in, in prison, and we're going to do behind the walls where the minute. kids go in. Which kids are in prison? Which parents are the in ones, prison? The uh, the the kids that I'm going to work in Kent to mentor, oh, which okay. I will tell Kent you more to... about as we not, go. Not on Mercer Island. No, not no, on Mercer okay. Island, but the vision will be to get these kids hooked up with my kids to share their stories and to share their experiences Sounds and also great. to learn from each other. Right. But the uh, the uh, the ones in uh, Kent, uh, they we're going to do podcasts where they go in, they talk to their 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 parents behind the walls, and, and we we produce this stuff. So that's so, that's anyway. That's so you got thing. plans. You got plans for at your job for Luciana. Can you get her paid? Uh, well, with the podcast, if they will make us some money, we'll get paid. With the real estate, I think we could make a ton. Okay. Uh, right now, there's a hiring freeze at my district, but my vision is to start, you know, uh, 
uh, foreign language, the only reason people take a foreign language is to be able to get into a college. Why aren't you taking a foreign language to get a job as a translator? Sure. Why aren't you walking out of high school with a certificate that lets you go and get paid now? So that's uh, that. But these are all long term things. That's okay. the thing. I, I'm, I'm not a uh, what can I do this week? This is all step by step. But the one thing we can do yeah. starting next week or starting today is to have them become a part of this podcast. Right. And, well, uh, I I gotta, I, I, I gotta talk to them. See, I want to see how enthused they really are, because this podcast thing, as you know, it starts out as a fun idea. Then you go, oh, this is resembling work, and then it's an appointment, and it's, you, you know what I mean. And there's a like, there's a, a, the good thing about what we're doing is that we're really into it, and we've kept it up for a long time, and the numbers have steadily grown. We have somewhere around 120,000 downloads now. Uh, we have between two and 3,000 people listening to each podcast, and, uh, and it's continuing to grow. So, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I think it would be hilariously fun, but I also got to ask them, what are their needs? They, need, they both need jobs. Spike needs a job. You got a job. I got a job. I'm a farmer. Right. Well, they don't. What they need is is a project and a, and a, a hope for some potential future income. I, yeah. I don't think they're going to ask you to write them a paycheck. I mean, they're. Uh, by the way, being I will unemployed send them pay, some maple syrup and some blueberries. Yeah, and being unemployed pays really well right now. Oh, I mean, that's it's, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's you know anybody that doesn't have a job, and Spike may will testify more than me. But it's uh, I'm not saying it's paying you a six figure salary, but now is the time to take some chances. Now's the time to to take to, advantage of your government. Get as much for well, free as you can. Uh, well, just try to work <laughs> on a on a project. Uh, yeah. You know, try to grow something for yourself. Uh, yeah. and, right. and by the way, I think we may be pushing our one year anniversary of doing this. I, I don't know when the uh when the first we one look we did was but, okay but i think it's pretty darn close to nowadays all right before we take off uh let's reiterate the 13th of july is a monday and at 6 30 p.m we'll invite all of our patreon listeners to join us in a zoom chat zoom gives you a zoom chat for 40 minutes uh, before you have to be a paid subscriber so i think we're going to go with a 38 minute chat and uh, we'll see how that goes. And if we enjoy doing it and uh, we get a little thing going, we might add that in as a, you know, a, maybe a once a month thing or something like that. So that's coming up. And, uh, and if you'd like uh, to be on that, all you have to do for as little as $8 a month, which, by the way, when we were sponsoring children in Africa, it was a dollar a day. That would be $30 a month. We do have get some, three children for a fraction. <laughs> of that. We do have some. Yeah. We do yeah. have some thirty dollar a month. Uh, we call them stable geniuses, who've uh, subscribed. We thank them for that. And then we have the eight dollar. Joe says we should do a middle level, which I think he's right. Uh, but it, 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 anyway, anyway, it all goes into a little kitty. It's not that much money right now. It's like maybe a hundred and fifty bucks a month, uh, split three ways or something like that. Uh, no, each. Which is great if we add Pedro and Luciana, you know, we'll split it a little more. We bring in more Colucci, we bring in Casey, we bring in uh, probably not Jody Brothers. 
Well, she's got a job. So. She's got a she's job. She's like Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. She's yeah. A, she's a hard one. She she's uh, she stays employed. She's really good at. She that, is so. staying employed. And uh, anyway, but we'll we'll still uh, continue to work to try and make it good. So uh, to do that, just go to patreon.com, search my name Bob Rivers, and you'll see the Bob Spike and Joe podcast. Also, if you enjoy this podcast and you have a little extra time to listen, check out Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. Uh, it's uh, easy to find it. It's at bobandzip.com. It's also, I think, at my uh, bobrivers.net blog. And we're having fun. And for me, I'm podcasting four days a week uh, because it's fun. I actually look forward to it in the evening now. And I especially love you two guys. I don't know how much I can say this on my 64th birthday. But I will be driving around on my lawnmower. And I'll have these incredible, heartwarming thoughts of gratitude for our 25 years together and, um, and say I'm the most blessed guy in the world to have worked with you two. See, you're not a loser, Bob. Yeah. I'm not what? A loser. Earlier you said you were a loser. You're oh, no, not, no, without man. you guys, I'm absolutely a loser. That is just no, not a question. No. <laughs> no, you're a winner, and you're also a, a, a facilitator. You're, you're the best, uh, and, I, and I've always said that. I mean, when the, I would be nothing without you. Other than my dad, there's not, a, there's not a man alive that I owe more to teaching me lessons than you, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no question about that. So, nah. um, uh, you know, I, I enjoy this time, too, Thank you. and I think I will enjoy it even more if, if, uh, if we make it grow and, and make it, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I like a challenge, and I, and I like, uh, I like uh, you know, that sort of thing, and we sure. should thank our new Patreons. We have yes. a lot. You should also let uh, Spike say something. Something nice about me. You didn't, you didn't I w- give him I any will. time for that. At all. all right, go ahead, Spike, <laughs> and then I'll thank our Patreons. I, I share every sentiment he shared with you. All right, good. Ditto. I feel, I feel exactly the same. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. No, hold up. I, I owe Rush a quarter, I think, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, quickly, Joe, because we're at 76 minutes now. Okay, but it's uh, it, the you know we're not we're not up against the network. Here. Yeah, but my uh, wife and I still dance in the moonlight once in a while. I know, I, I know, I noticed. That. Yeah, I noticed she's the one that usually pulls the plug, and, and it is fine. my birthday, as you. Yes. All right, we'll let you go. Yeah. Brian Johnson once again uh, just knew or he said uh, when when is this Zoom meeting and where's the link? So let's make we'll sure send we get that, that out done. Uh, in the next day. Bob Matson just signed up as a $30 stable genius. Uh, finally got off my rear and signed up. I want to say uh, thanks. I've been with you since 1989. Uh, my friend Derek and I said, what do you think of this new show? And he said, let's give them a chance. He says, I know that's a boring story, but uh, it's stuck in my head all these mm. years. And, and you've been on the radio dial from wake-up calls to Tex Winchester to God's Weather to literally downtown Joe going downtown and having people try to find him on and on and on. Yeah. And he's just happy we're back. Um, all right. Uh, and uh, then we've also want to thank Erica Hill, who just popped on as a Patreon on July 3rd, and Alan Christensen, Big wow. Al. Uh, These eight, are all since our last month, podcast. July 2nd, yeah, yes. And awesome. I, that's I just go back to uh, from when we last broadcast. So thank you all. all and, and everything I said about Spike and Joe, of course, without you listeners, we none of us have anything so thank you very much for listening thanks for supporting us and if you don't it's no big deal there's no pressure i mean it's not like you know it's not like we're worth eight dollars <laughs> all 
right. It's optional. I mean, yeah. only and maybe your, your your guilt if if it's like, well, if you enjoyed this one, maybe that's the time. Yeah. If you go, man, I just spent a lot of time. Yeah. I could have been doing something better. Maybe it's not. Not but, the time. Yeah. But, okay. So, uh, Joe, I've just got a call from the mayor of Minot. Um, he said, "Don't come." Just so you know, just passing that on. <laughs> uh oh. That's gonna do it for us, Bob, Spike, and Joe. Catch you in two days. Bob, Spike, and Joe. Bob Golub is known as the Polish Madman, an appropriate name for the guy who's done everything from serve time in prison to sell potatoes on the streets of New York. Bob has appeared in The Tonight Show and in films Goodfellas and Art School Confidential. This weekend, Bob will be headlining an evening of Polish comedy at Laugh's Comedy Spot in Kirkland. For tickets, you can go to TicketWeb.com. Bob Golub, welcome to the Bob River Show. Hi. Hey, Bob, Bob, Bob. What's up, baby? Uh, you are Polish and proud, right? My, wife, my wife is Polish. Polish. Your wife's Polish. Yeah, Lisa Berdetsky. Oh, but... <laughs> well, you know what? You know what it is. It's a double standard. For example, uh, this is straight out. Uh, I, I I deal with the truth. Okay. For example, a black comic come on stage do a Polish joke. It's okay. A Jewish comic come on stage do a Polish joke. It's okay. But if I do a black joke or a Jewish joke, it's considered racist, which is bull because everyone does Polish jokes. Jews, Irish, blacks, Italians, Mexicans, even people in China going, oh, two Polish guys walking to a bar. We get it from everybody. I'm sick and tired of it already, okay? I mean, this Mexican guy comes up to me at the end of my act in L.A. goes, you funny, man, you funny, you poor, right? You stupid, right? I go, yeah, I'm not that bright, just bright enough to keep my back dry, okay? How about that? There you go. But I'm in town for one reason, okay? I'm here to... Kill. Why are you here in Seattle? I'm here to kill Clinton Benton. Bennett. That's my Clayton job. Bennett. Clayton, Clayton Bennett. Bennett. Oh, I Clayton. love you now. You're now you're my newest No, I came in. I'm in here on a hit. All right? So <laughs> <laughs> nice. By the way, he was in the movie Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. So if you you could probably pull off a hit. But you are a Polish hitman because the guy's four days out of town. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Hey, hey, no, no, no. Let me explain to you. Four days to you, but not to me. There you go. Okay? We're tracing him. I'm just... I, I've come from L.A., to here, I'll find him. I'll get him, and I'm gonna take him out. Okay? Now you're a, you're a Steelers fan and a and a Pennsylvania resident. Well, I know life. I know they have a look. Look, here's, why here's, are you? But I'm saying, why are you helping us here in Seattle, buddy? Because because. And why are you so late? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're never too late to kill. <laughs> I love that. No, what it is is uh, I'm a die I'm a diehard sports fan, and I I I love sports. In fact, George uh, Carroll is um, is actually from my area. In fact, on my website, if you go to bobgolf.com, you'll see a clip of George Carroll. There's a school called Farrell, uh, Pennsylvania, that beat George Carroll uh, in, in high school. All right, I'm dumb. Who's George Carroll? 
George Carl? You Am mean? I saying Carl? Carl. You say George Carl? Oh, Jesus, George Carl. God. Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. You're I'm so gonna... close. You're so close. I'm to not, one I'm, of these wait a minute. I'm not dumb? No. Oh, George no, no, Carl. No, no. Yeah. I'm dumb. Him. I'm Polish. All right. Okay, <laughs> but now they're, they're <laughs> boy, am I still? We love George Carl. I love him. Yeah, that's what, well, he's from Penn Hills where I grew up. And actually on my website, you'll see a clip of uh, him. And I have a documentary called The Greatest High School Basketball Game of All Time. And they beat George. And he was a phenomenal player in high school, you know. Mm. And uh, I, he's a great guy, just a great. He's over. Oh, and yeah. things went downhill for the Sonics as soon as he left. Yeah, is that as right? As soon as he got out of town. Oh yeah, you, the writing was on the wall. So, uh, so you watched us lose our NBA team. What did you think of that? The way the NBA handled that, uh, Commissioner Stern and. The... Well, uh, you know, there's another guy that needs to be whacked. Okay, you know, I mean, uh, you're my hero. No, no, it's no, not the point. No, serious. I mean, the way they handled it was wrong, and you know what? And I, I couldn't even know what it's like losing my Steelers. You know, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people. imagine if the Steelers left town. If they if can, they I broke be honest? The lease. When when uh, Ben Roethlisberger, would, uh, I'm telling you, they were in mourning, thinking that he might not. I, the whole town shut down. When he hurt, hurt himself on the motorcycle. The motor, motorcycle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you wear a helmet when you play football. You don't wear a helmet when you're on a bike. Come on, what's wrong with you? I mean, I know. by the way, how many Pollocks does it take to tell one of your jokes? Because it seems like each one of us is contributing something. No, but actually. <laughs> and why is Pollock less offensive than all the other ethnic things, which I like to understand? I don't get it. I don't. You, you got Def jams like this. Yeah, right. It's, well, he's married to a Polish person, so he can say it, but I couldn't oh, well, say well, it. Well, why can't he say it? If I'm married to a black, can I use the N word? No. No, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. See, it's a stereotype. That's what I'm talking about. I, and that's why I'm the Polish madman. You know, I'm here to kill that myth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, though? I will say this seriously. My wife and I, she likes to laugh at Polish of jokes. Course. The thing about Polish people, <laughs> unlike just about every other ethnicity, is they actually think they're funny. That You know what? And here's, here's the whole thing about my show. Is that is that I kill that and I and our thing is that if I'm Polish American and I can laugh at myself, you should be able to laugh at yourself. Hey, let's yeah. loosen up a little bit. I mean, it's so tight. Everyone's looking for something. You know, you can even watch what you say with the race, everything. Like I try to quit smoking. I didn't want to say I use Nicorette. I didn't want to say that because well, what do you say? No, that's what you use to quit smoking. <laughs> I did, you know, the people Don't you call me? To, I, yeah, 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 I said no. That's what you use. For God's sakes, here, you know, jeez. But I mean, you know, no. But I got to tell you, you know, honestly, I mean, a lot of people bullcrap. Seattle is a nice town. I, I, I come this is your here. first trip to Seattle, right? I came here a long time ago. But first I time remember. working as a comic. Then. Yeah, but I was, you know, partying and you know, you know, what, uh, you know. You, you were here before. Uh, yeah, but I don't remember. Did you used to have a party problem? Yes, okay. I do. I, I still do, but I, it's illegal now because I live in California. So I have, yeah, I have a legal marijuana license. Interesting. Uh, you have a license? Can I see it? I you don't, green, I don't green have a green card, green cross card. I have a yeah, I have a yeah. I, I right. have a condition. It's called I like to get high. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't speak Latin, so. <laughs> but I do I do have a condition. But uh, interesting, and it is that easy to get it in. in I'm going to tell you how easy it is. You want me? I, I'm, I'm not lying to you. Here's how easy it is. You go to a doctor. It's a doctor where they pull the curtain there, and he goes, uh, "Okay, what's wrong with that? Go, well, I have PMS." He goes, "Huh?" I said, "I'm joking." Okay, uh, I can't. <laughs> He says, uh, he says, I can't. I say, I can't sleep. He goes, you can't sleep. All right, God bless you. 100, 150 gone. You pay the 150 yeah. bucks and you get your prescription. Not only that, the one that was featured on 60 Minutes is two minutes from my house. It's right down the street. The one with the machine, you can get it out of a, like a pop. No, machine? no, no, no. They're on 60 Minutes. They featured the the house, and mm-hmm. it was that's the house that is right down by my house. Okay. Now, now, how much do you have to pay for the stuff? Is it cheaper because no, it's, it's, it's not? You would think it's cheaper, but it's it's the quality's a lot better. 
And, you know, I mean, come on, what are we talking? You know, it's like these Jesus, well, you know, that alters your mind. I go, well, Jesus grew it. He didn't draw, he didn't grow oxycontins of Rush Limbaugh did, okay? And I honor my Jesus, all right? Nobody. Wait a minute, Jesus grew pot? I've never heard that. Of course, look at Jesus. Long hair, beard, think about it. <laughs> Yeah, that that part. Jesus, Jesus smoked pot. They cut that out of the Bible. So this is my blood. This is my body. These are my lungs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I I'm mean, and he saw all things. He might have been doing shrooms too. I mean, come on, let's face it. I mean, people are too uptight about religion. You know. I mean, look. Hey, I'm a spiritual person. You know what? I a lot of people wear the cross or the star of David. I wear the vagina. That's who I worship. Because you know what? It is. Hey, hey, hey. It's my maker. <laughs> and I'm waiting for the second coming. So, so you know, uh, you're a family guy. You got kids. I got three kids, but you know something? I'm going to tell you something. I got three kids. I'm 50 years old. I got a 10 year old and a seven and three. And someone said you can have any more kids. I said, let me tell you something. My wife's six. I'm fixed. I fixed today, but I even fixed my brother. I don't trust that prick. Let me tell you. I fixed. I even fixed the dog. I'm done. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I'm telling you God's truth, okay? Uh -huh. I would never smoke pot in front of my kids. And I'll tell you what happened. I have a loft, right? And I take a little hit, I blow it out because it helped me write, and, and I, I like it. And uh, so my kid has a play date, and he comes up and he said, I said, Peyton, what are you doing? He said, well, I want to show my friend the loft. He says, you know, you got to knock. He goes, hey, Dad, this is God's truth. He said, Dad, um, what, what's that smell? I go, that's my medicine. And I swear my mother, his friend says, my dad's medicine smells the same way. <laughs> I said, you know what? We must have the same doctor. <laughs> you both have PMS. So, um, you are, uh, you, you have shot a docu-comedy. We were talking a little bit about yeah. that. And, uh, it features, well, there's a lot of things, uh, I guess it's about your family. Yeah, it's about, it, basically what it was was my first kid told me he, uh, loved me. I didn't know how to react. Because I grew up in a steel mill area where, you know, you couldn't show your emotions. It was a sign of weakness. Steel men came home. They were very, right, very right. tough, durable, right. angry. Right. Polish drinkers. You 50 know, like, dads. Like your 50 wife. dads. Right, yeah. right. Okay. And so you couldn't. So when I had to break that cycle. So I had wrote this. Uh, I went back to my hometown, and I shot this documentary. I took all these old videos and cut it all together and put it together. And, you um, document, you had old videos of your folks being weird? Oh, man, dude, I, I videotape everything. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I even have his ex-wife. I mean, the thing is, uh, I keep everything. And so what I did, I put together and won all these awards, and they're going to turn into a, uh, I wrote the screenplay, and Mark Wahlberg got a hold of the documentary and said, my God, this is unbelievable. It's so raw, so real. I'll give you an example. My father come home so drunk one night, he tried to take a dump in the oven. And I said, Dad, yeah, yeah. And I said, Dad, I, and, and next, and that wasn't the worst part. The worst thing I'm trying to lie out of the next day. I said, Dad, you know, last night you come home drunk, you're trying to take a dump, and there was some hours. I was trying to light the pilot. Yeah, what, you got a dick in your butt? I mean, come on. Are you kidding me here? And, 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 and there's some funny stuff, too. One time, my dad, and this is the honest to God truth, you cannot make this up. My dad got a DWI going through McDonald's. He got drunk, and he went to order some food. Two o'clock in the afternoon, he was at the VFW. Passed out, and they're, and they're blowing the horns. And there's a Ronald McDonald inter interviewing, uh, you know, entertaining a bunch of kids. He arrested my dad. He was an off-duty cop. My dad got a DWI from a Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the movie? That's it's the in the movie. Dude, go to bobgolub.com. All right, we'll put we'll put the link the link on our website. I'm your name God, is not easy to spell. It's G O L U B Golub. Golub. You used to be Golubski. Your wife will understand that. You took the ski off. We well, they they did when they came over. Ellis Allen took the ski but off. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had a pierogi? I've loved pierogies. See, no one, it's, it's unbelievable. Nobody knows where the pierogies are around. I asked the guy, I said, well, what, have you ever had a pierogi? He goes, 
What, you say something about That's my mother? That's the thing wrapped in cabbage, right? Yeah, well, there's cabbage. So like, you got meats and your pierogies, kielbasa. We're not smokies. really sure what's in there, but there's always a cat missing in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, that, that's the Chinese restaurants. But, uh, <laughs> and there's a lot up here. Believe me, I, 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 I'm in L.A. Everyone's speaking uh, Spanish. I come up here and it's like, uh, welcome to Seattle. What is that? I have no idea. What language are they speaking at the airport? Seriously, I'm not lying to you. Well, there's a lot of... Actually, we are one of the few airports, I think, uh, uh, that ha- on the West that has Asian translation on our signs. Well, as that's well. what it was. Yeah. We're called the porthole to the Pacific. We uh, we do a lot of trading with uh, Japan and China, and we uh, oh. acknowledge it. And we also have a pretty significant-sized Asian population here. I would say that because it's a good thing that they're taking the subways and not driving. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have subways, Bob. Well, well that, that that subway from the airport. Oh, yeah, that two-minute one, yeah. Oh, one that gets... <laughs> Thank God. You're talking about the tram yeah. from the N and the S gates? That's our subway system. <laughs> well, the biggest... We're very proud of that yeah, here in Seattle. <laughs> it's a model for all of Poland. Yeah. <laughs> you can ride that subway all day for free.